Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome back to the show today. Do you want to tell us what happened to your face? It looks like you got in a fight with the ground. We're on the radio, so the listeners can't well, see. Well, should I describe there, it? There are, there are people that only have a face for radio. In this case, Russ, it's a perfect day for you, brother. I, I, I got into a fight with a wall, an unfinished wall, and the, the wall won. I fought the wall and the wall won. You know, I was going to say, these guys put up with so much from me. I He walked in this morning, and he has a cut on his head and a cut on his nose. And the first thing I did, because I'm so insensitive, is I started laughing. He's such, a, he's such a great, comforting, supportive friend. You guys need friend. to pray for me. I'm really scared for myself. <laughs> That's, right. That's a pastor's heart right there. You yeah. see somebody wounded and yet another reason you should not come to, to my laugh. church. I, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to remember yeah. what happened to you. Is, yeah. I think the sentence that came out behind all of the chuckles, yeah. or between all so, the chuckles, so, very, so very just, sensitive. When, when Josh walks through the door, we'll just start singing "Short People." <laughs> I've never heard that song before. Can you sing it for me? <laughs> All right. Well, we are um, going through uh, questions. That, well, I was gonna. I thought you were going to make a confession, like we are unfit for radio. I'm we are, unfit. We are, well, I can't all of speak, these things. I can't speak for you guys, but I am definitely unfit for radio, <laughs> which might speak to your guys' unfitness since you're on the radio program. With but me. I uh, at least have a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. Uh, question uh, that Christians have, um, lighthearted today, uh, what books by the Puritans should I read? Can I, can I back the, uh, well, uh, I'll answer the question, but I think sometimes, you know, rather than just read a particular author, it might be helpful to find out who the Puritans were and, re- and read a little bit about them. And I would recommend on that level a couple books. Uh, Quest for Godliness by J.I. Packer, which really kind of explains who the Puritans were. Uh, that's Quest by, for Godliness. And the other one is called Worldly Saints by Leland Riken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think about those two titles, a Quest for Godliness, Worldly Saints. I mean, this is really where we're all at. We're, you know, we all want to, we all, we all have this desire to have God's life lived in us to a greater and greater degree, which was the passion of the Puritans, but also the recognition that we are, we're worldly saints. We are, we are at the same time, you know, sinner and saint, sinner, Satan, servant. Yeah. Yeah. And let's acknowledge right up, right up front that, that many, many people have a negative impression in their minds when they, they, you know, they, they think of the Puritans, uh, you know, they may think of, uh, you know, the scarlet letter and, uh, you know, the word puritanical is not a compliment in our society. And that's such a, a mid, total misunderstanding of the, uh, the Christian movement known as Puritanism the, in England 
um, 17th century. Um, Don't uh, forget the Scots. Well, let's not forget the Scots too. Absolutely, and um, the this incredible movement of godliness. Um, and and what's what's the Packer title again? You just said it a minute ago. Uh, I'm, quest for godliness. Quest for godliness. That says so much. Uh, that the Puritans uh, were uh, a Christian movement of a quest for godliness, as G.I. Packer described it, um, that we can learn so much from today. And if you haven't d- uh, dipped into the Puritans, I really, really recommend that you do. Uh, one one book may be a, a place to start, and it was mentioned, I think, in the show the other day, but John Owen, uh, The Death of Death and the Death of Christ. Um, and there's a modern edition of that where the introduction was written by G.I. Packer. And as many people will tell you, it's worth getting that book just for the introduction by G.I. Packer. Yeah. Uh, but the book is a great introduction to, to the faith of the Puritans and a great, great place to start. Well, I think it, you know what we love about J.I. Packer was his, his appreciation for the Puritans, and he, he got that naturally. You know, that's why I say you need to find out something about them first before you just jump into their, their books. You know, there, he was sat under the ministry of uh, Dr. David Martin Lloyd-Jones, and, uh, and he, you know, Lloyd-Jones has been c- called one of the last Puritans in that respect. I mean, he was a, a modern preacher, passed away in the 80s, but he had, he, had, uh, he had that desire. And out of that, they began to discover some of these uh, great works and be, republish uh, these works of of the Puritans, you know, if you're thinking of just books by Puritans, I want to say um, there's one called Precious Remedies Against Satan's Devices by is it Thomas Watson? No, it's, it's, um, it's Thomas Brooks. Thomas Brooks. Thomas Brooks. And the other the other one would be The Rare Jewel of Christian Contentment by Jeremiah Burroughs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, rare because contentment seems to be a rare thing in this mm-hmm. world, and it's and it is a it is a precious thing to be uh, content in life. I learned whatever you know to to be content. And so those two books I would recommend. Mm-hmm. You're gonna take all. You can't take all of those. That's just not fair. I yeah, have like you two. Got, you got a list. No, 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 I'll, I'll defer to Josh first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Well, I would just say if you're looking, uh, you don't know where to start. Go to Banner of Truth. Uh, they're pretty much the ex. You know, the expert. That's on, the publisher. Yeah. Banner on, of Truth. Exactly. I would just say Pilgrim's Progress is like my favorite Puritan book. I know that. There might be some issues. You might want to read that with a study group or with a pastor because there's a couple things in there that might be a little bit confusing, but such a good book. Yeah. Um, and there, there are annotated versions of Pilgrim's Progress, which will have footnotes because footnotes it, in that. the footnotes help explain the text. Mm-hmm. There's so. actually one called Little Pilgrim's Progress that is helpful. Yeah. It's for kids. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and by the way, uh, Pilgrim's Progress has often been called that other than the Bible, the most influential book ever written in the English language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's and, done by sales, I think. Yeah. It's yeah. not just hyperbole, right? That, that's not just hyperbole. That's, that's sales, but, 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 but also influence. Mm-hmm. Uh, influence on the English-speaking culture and, 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 on, and on Christianity. It's an allegory on the Christian life is yes. what it is. And that's, you know, so you have, a, you have a, a person leaving the city of destruction, heading toward the celestial city, uh, going through uh, 
you know the situ- you know the situations that we do and you know whether he falls into uh, you know legality or whether he's in the slow of despond or in giant despair's castle there's just some really rich imagery so i would agree with you pilgrim's progress is probably one of those books that you ought to have anyway yep and your other one? I'll, I'll defer now. I don't want to take up the rest no, of the time. No, no, go ahead. Well, jo- <laughs> sneaking it in, I would just say Jonathan Edwards. I know technically he's not a Puritan, but he would have been um, certainly one of my favorites. He he was in the uh, 17th century here in America. Uh, R.C. Sproul called him the greatest American theologian that America has ever produced. Uh, maybe Charity and His Fruits, uh, Exposition on 1 Corinthians 13, where he shows you what love is. I think that might be a good place to start. Very different from Pilgrim's Progress, admittedly. Yep. yep. I, I went to Puritan Reform Theological Se- Seminary, studied under Joel Beakey, um, who might be the um, foremost authority on Puritanism, has spent a lifetime not only reading the Puritans, but teaching on the Puritans. He has re- um, helped produce a couple books. Um, one is called Meet the Puritans. Um, it's just, uh, if you're just looking to find out who these uh, men were, that's a great resource. Um, a children's version of that is um, Puritan heroes um, so it's a children's or it's a book written to help children learn about who the puritans are um, and then he compiled a systematic theology um, entitled puritan theology um, so those are just three general resources um, so you want to look up his name joel beakey and i think you'll come across lots of articles that even have him defending why we should read the puritans things on the puritans i i think um, we just purchased some books eventually to sell at the conference about kind of a, a compilation of all of these articles that he's written on the Puritans. Um, but you can find, and I think they're really helpful, there's a new prayer book out written by the Puritans. There's an older prayer book called Valley of Vision that is a compilation of the prayers of the P- Puritans. Um, I think if you want to dip your feet into the water, probably an easy read, easier read of the Puritans is Samuel Rutherford, um, The Loveliness of Christ. If you're wanting to go into the deep waters, then you are going to um, Jonathan Edwards, like his Religious Affections, I think is a golden book for the church today. Yeah. Um, but it's a harder read. John Owen, um, I still find that his Glory of Christ is is my favorite of all Puritan reads. Um, but you have to be all in. Um, you have to be willing to, to tread those waters. Mm-hmm. Probably the most practical um, of the Puritan reads that I've come across as far as my own day-to-day is um, the letters of John Newton. Yes. Um, extremely helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Jonathan set off, or not Jonathan, Phil set off air. I don't know if he said it on the on the air. Um, I wasn't actually paying attention for a little while. Because um, <laughs> you were writing your list down. I was writing my list down. Um, was the Westminster Confession. Mm-hmm. Westminster oh, yeah. Confession of Faith, Westminster it. Shorter Catechism, Westminster Longer Catechism. It might be the pinnacle of the work of, of the Puritans. Yeah, I, and I would say the Westminster Confession of Faith, not only the pinnacle of the work of the Puritans, but the pinnacle of the Reformation mm-hmm. uh, itself. Um, and and I, I would also want to point out, and we've talked about some of the older uh, Puritan works, um, that the influence of the Puritans um, extends right down to uh, our time. Uh, the, and it was mentioned a minute ago, I, I think maybe Jonathan mentioned that uh, David Martin Lloyd-Jones was uh, called the last of the Puritans. But he had an influence that lives on, and, and he just died back in the 80s, and mm-hmm. you, can, you can find his sermons online, yeah. or books of his sermons are, are wonderful. Um, but also G.I. Packer um, and his book, Knowing God, and mm-hmm. he was influenced, he deeply, deeply influenced by the Puritans. 
yeah. and has has carried that influence on. And and then of course, uh, uh, Russ mentioned Joel Beakey. That's B E E K E. If you're looking for uh, some of those books, yeah. uh, but like okay, so, let's get. I, can we get but one more question? Oh, I was just going to say I, Charles Spurgeon. Charles Spurgeon, you know, absolutely. I'd, 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 I'd mentioned, uh, I'd mentioned uh, Leland Riken's book, Worldly Saints, and there's actually a new book out by a man by the name of Michael Whitmer, and his book is called Becoming Worldly Saints. You know, asking the question, can you serve Jesus and still enjoy your life? Is it possible to be fully committed to the Lord and still find time to enjoy life's pleasures? Uh, so these, it's a recognizing who these worldly saints were yes they enjoyed life they were committed to life's pleasures they you know the, that's the wonderful thing about the puritans they were not stuck up people <laughs> yeah. yeah well and, well and that's that concept from the pur- puritans why, why am i drawing a blank on his name but the, the concept of christian hedonism John Piper. Uh, John Piper. Piper, by piper yes yeah. uh, that comes from the influence of the puritans that, that once again that we we take the word pur- puritanical to mean somebody who's weaned on a pickle mm-hmm. um, and, and goes through life sucking on lemons. And uh, that's, that is a total, total misconception yeah. of who the, who the Puritans are and, and what they're teaching about the Christian life. Yeah. And I think it's a wrong way to read the Puritans, to read them and say we're going to apply, um, make the same applications they did. Yes, we want to take their biblical truths and apply them correctly to our situation. And so they lived in a different time than we lived in, and so their applications might look different. And sometimes people wrongly read the Puritans by saying, we're going to read them and do exactly what they did and act exactly like they acted. Well, just remember, historically, they lived within a context. We live in a context. Read them for the truths and the principles, not for the applications. Well, you've been listening to Gospel for Life. We hope to see you next time. 